The story so far. Reality breaks. Frayed seams begin to appear crisscrossing the space. It's all going wrong, but I really think you all can help. When people are all disorientated by all this stuff going on, yeah, they're going to fixate on one thing they can remember, and usually that's like grudges and that. You can play the roles of all the different versions of you that you've been, and some of those might have skills. I'm trying to get all of, all of you together. I got some of you already on, on my ship. It'll look like a big vehicle that, that's airborne-like. So the rest of the gang mm -hmm. have been swallowed through a rift. Another helicopter seems to be in pursuit. Penelope, land, land that we may be together. I'm so sorry. I have a very persistent ex. <laughs> Life's a game, the world's a stage, and we're all merely players. sweet. Um, I'm a bit busy at the moment, actually. Should we set a date to catch up another time? Penelope, I don't know if you can see what I can see, but it appears that the whole universe is ending. We only have a few minutes to be together. No, no, no. Don't be silly. I'll, I'll sort it all out. It'll be fine. How about next Thursday? Penelope, if you will not land willingly, I must bring you down to my level. Oh, um, well, maybe you could uh, just land and I'll be there in a minute. Penelope, I see that I must bring you to your senses. And <laughs> Renee's helicopter starts to accelerate and gain ground on you, and you can see that it has a couple of underslung Gatling guns. Okay. Well, this is very unfortunate, <laughs> but I think we're going to have to attack the lovely Renee because, unfortunately, he's fallen foul of what our good friend Errol described as um, people who fixate on one thing and then <laughs> pursue it and go a bit mad. So, do you want uh, me to Josh? get rid of him? Yes. What have you got that you could do? Could work. I'm uh, there's nobody called Penelope. Just tell him Penelope's not here. Well, unfortunately, he thinks I'm Penelope. Oh. Yes. Okay, right. Um, we did I... have quite an intimate encounter. Could I try and slingshot him as it, as it has a <laughs> yes. strafing run with my slingshot? Yes, you may. Great. Uh, I believe this would be a roll plus instinct. Straight roll. Uh, it's a seven total. Uh, I think maybe the helicopter takes some damage as he goes into a sort of a death spin and the Gatling guns just go off and... Boom, I and like that, yeah. Rudder or something. Yeah. Uh, yes, so uh, what? how do you hit the helicopter? How do you bring it down with your slingshot? So, so well? as, he's, as he's going by, I've just got a sharp piece of flint or something that I've taken from the original island and I load it up into my slingshot that failed to save me when I fell off the cliff before. But this is my redemption. And as it's sort of coming by on the strafe... In my head, it's open-sided. Sure. It's one of those sort of, nip, you know, nippy little little choppers. Gyrocopters. Yeah, it? like a little gyrocopter or something. And I just take aim and I breathe. And I think, okay. <laughs> Wild card, baby! <laughs> and I just release. And it just indents itself on the side of his head. Probably oh. not fatally, but enough to knock him out. Yeah. Or enough that he sort of slumps forward and knocks the controls mm -hmm. so that he goes into a bit of a spin. Yeah, okay. Jeez. So the helicopter goes into a spin. 
like you say, the Gatling guns, uh, hit, hit, as you hit him in the head, his thumb goes down on the triggers. Mm-hmm. The Gatling guns begin to spray as the helicopter spins wildly and starts to go down. Can I assist here <laughs> in just rescuing us from this perilous position and just shields up and basically bring the shadow pets out onto the side so that it blocks the um, the oncoming bullets? I don't see why not. Yeah, roll plus soul. Bloody hell. Plus soul, plus shadow pets. Well, it's a three again because I'm defending. Yes. Yeah. Oh, 13. Yeah, so as I see him wildly starting spraying bullets, I just bring the shadow pets down and round the front, basically the, whichever side we're, we're about to get strafed to avoid. And you sort of see it like um, like the fourth fields in Phantom Menace. Sort of like, <laughs> but no damage. No damage. The helicopter is undamaged. The helicopter flies on. You see, uh, if you care to look... A uh, the bloom of a parachute. Uh, oh, <laughs> I shoot parachute. <laughs> the parachute open and reads, "I love you." <laughs> no, it says uh, Penelope Jotem. Oh, oh. Penelope, will you marry? <laughs> I have. I have just realised for uh, which, which you know, avid listeners will appreciate that we've uh, got my name wrong. <laughs> oh, was it, it was Persephone. Uh, <laughs> no. He's confused. He's disorientated. It's his, it's his accent. Yeah. <laughs> the accent you couldn't quite hear it properly. It's one of my best names ever, Persephone Anto. Yeah. As the helicopter's going, can I just turn to Ellie and just say, "So Persephone, um, no, no, no other uh, jilted lovers incoming." Well, I mean, I can't promise anything. <laughs> Delightful. I prefer her to the other one. <laughs> awesome work with the shadows, by the way. That was thanks, Josh. Amazing. You're welcome, Alex. And yes. good drive-in from Captain Dave. <laughs> well, well done. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you're all proving to be excellent assets. Your helicopter flies on through chaotic, rapidly flickering, changing, fraying skies. One second there are raindrops splatting against the windshield. Uh, One second there are lightning bolts forking outside. Another second it's like a hot Sirocco desert wind. The landscape of the air is changing all around you. It's buffeting, it's making flying a challenge. Uh, But you are beginning to close in. Uh, you are be- you are reaching the right altitude to intercept either the zeppelin or the flying fortress. Zep. Yeah. yeah, going for the zep. Yeah, I'll point the um, point the helicopter at the zeppelin. Okay. I will say now that you're at this altitude, uh, you might be able to get a better look at both mm. of them. So let's look at the zeppelin and see if it looks eyes. like it could be an air arrow. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, who is going to roll for this? Oh, I'm probably too busy flying. I'm a spy, so yeah. I'm probably good at stuff like that. But yeah, I don't no. actually have any like pluses. Yeah, that for will... your for your spy, this would be a roll plus smart. Okay, well that's a zero. Should I just give it a go? Yeah. Why not? I mean, my my only other option is mind, and I'm a minus one on that. So <laughs> okay. I'm, I'm a minus one intellect. So. <laughs> All right. We'll see what pigeon can do about it, shall we? <laughs> I am in the air, which is, of course, my natural habitat. Of course. Ha-ha! You can have no. a plus. You can have a plus one for the helicopter's instruments. Okay, that's very kind. Thank you. It's not a great deal of good. That is a six. <laughs> <laughs> Ask a question. Don't expect to like the answer. Is it air Errol? No, air Errol is the much more intimidating looking flying fortress. <laughs> Great. Does well, it I mean, say air arrow on the side? Says, <laughs> it's painted alongside like a, a wartime pin-up portrait. <laughs> uh, yeah, of Errol. Like in a like sexy lady outfit. <laughs> but in, with it his is, head. It is blue jumpsuit, but in that like rip- oh, top yeah. oh, nice. reclining on the nice. rug. On the moment. rug. Oh. Mm. 
That's I'm, disturbing. I mean, say what you want about Errol, but I mean, he knows how to build a ship. I that think that one is. Let's go for that one. Captain, let's go. Uh, setting a course to intercept. Here we go. Hold on to your straps. We're not prepared <laughs> to jump off, are we? Uh, we don't need to crash. I can land on top of it. Here we go. Good. Okay, fine. <laughs> it, is a, it is a big enough aircraft that, yes, you could indeed... Uh, land on top of it yep. it also seems to have uh, like a hatch at the back for a cargo bay mm-hmm. that would be big enough to admit the helicopter if it was open um, I want to do the fanciest one because I'm a crack pilot yes you are yes. so is there one where I could if I could like go if going into the hatch sounds yeah. pretty fancy mm-hmm. that sounds like some quite yeah. fancy helicopter it does. someone would have to find a way to get the hatch to open for you yeah I could jump down there and have a look okay you guys open the hatch I'm flying towards it go <laughs> okay I, I, I combat roll help the side of the helicopter I guess. <laughs> no, no, like I was gonna open it with the shadow pets. I was, I was gonna hack it. <laughs> oh, go, go for that then. Let's, yeah. do, let's do all of it. Yeah, let's do it. Yeah, I've you said you were gonna do it. Card, do it. Let's do it. I've got a magic USB. Okay, nice. Oh yeah, cool. Fuck. Mm. Okay. Uh, you managed to pilot the helicopter up alongside yep. the Air Errol Flying Fortress. Josh, you combat roll out. Do you want to be on the fuselage or on a wing? Mm, I would like to be as close to the hatch as possible. <laughs> so that would be like the, maybe the rear tailplane yes. aileron yep. kind yes, of please. situation. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, so, Josh is on the rear tailplane. Ellie, what were you going to do with your magic USB? Oh, I was just going to hack the ship system so that we could find out useful information and open the hatch. Okay. Yeah, you so should have like, given that to Josh before he jumped off. <laughs> I thought I could hack it from the helicopter. So like using the helicopter radio as a connection kind of thing. Ooh. I don't know. I yeah. thought the helicopter might have a computer. I would plug it into that computer and then hack into their computer. Sure, you computer. created the helicopter, so... I did, yes. It's got a computer. It is run on computer. Yeah, it's a spy helicopter. It's got electronic interference mm-hmm. kind yes. of equipment. All right, so you're going to do that and Alex are you still going to do a thing as well I, I'm yeah. basically going to assist to try and get the hatch okay. open by using the things to just pull it open okay. I was going for a more brute force option mm. uh, so Ellie let's do you first okay I just want to say at this point it's not just to open the hatch yeah. I want to access the other ship's systems understood Ooh. okay what am I rolling against plus smart great at zero again do you not get a plus one for the USB? Or is this, just, this USB say, like, yeah, allowing got, you to do yeah, it? Yeah, you've got specialist equipment, so let's give you a plus one. Oh, that's very kind. Oh, okay, eight. So you managed to access the craft's systems, but considering that this looks like a World War II thing, mm-hmm. uh, it has unexpectedly sophisticated counter-electronic security. Uh, so you're in, and you're currently undetected... Uh, but you think that if you do try and do too many things, yeah. your intrusion will be detected. Okay. So you can do like one useful thing out of this for free, and then any more that you do, mm-hmm. you're going to start giving away okay. that you're in. Can I wait and see how the other guy's yeah. attempts to open the hatch pan out? Yeah, okay. Josh, okay. what are you doing? Uh, I was uh, going to see if there was a button that says open on it next <laughs> to the hatch or any form of uh, computer system that would be you can see accessible. Uh, you can see next to the hatch uh, with your eyes streaming mm-hmm. in the in the high altitude air uh, as the craft flies fast through the air. You can see through that through those blurry eyes mm-hmm. next to the hatch is some sort of control panel. Yes, so it's like. You've got the the fuselage, the long cylindrical fuselage. You're at the very end of the fuselage mm-hmm. on the tailplane. Yeah, and there's about there's about ten meters of tail between you and the hatch. Okay. And the hatch is kind of slung under the fuselage. Mm-hmm. 
Before I jump out, do we have any form of communication devices that we handed Absolutely out? Absolutely not. I mean, no, we didn't no. really think that through. No, we didn't. didn't well, we? You just jumped out. It was very in character, yeah. though, so I'm going to make my way okay. along this walkway or whatever it, it is. Yeah. The, the exposed fuselage to yeah. get to the access. Okay, uh, give me a roll plus resolve. Do I get a plus one to evade damage, danger while moving silently? That's more to do with people... Yeah. Yeah, because you don't want to be detected while you're up here. I really, so really don't. So it's worth saying the tap shoes are off. <laughs> <laughs> they just like slide around your neck. Tap it, tap it, tap it. Yeah, I don't want to get rid of them. Uh, so roll plus resolve. Yes. Okay. Uh, that is, yeah, an 11, 12, yeah. 13. Uh, you'll never see a more nimble, um, <laughs> a fleet-footed crossing of this particular dangerous pathway. I, I, I give the guys up in the helicopter a bit of a show because naturally I'm a showman so I, I go along and I pretend to like lose my footing and I go Whoa, and sort of wobble my hands a little bit and I keep an eye out make sure they saw it and then I continue to bound and sprint in an overly gangly fashion towards the <laughs> access point and this is precarious because uh, as it's underslung you sort of have to hang from one hand from one rung uh, off the side of the fuselage and reach around to the control panel <laughs> yeah. but because you roll so well you yeah. can do that yeah. without issue yeah uh, you, you know that bit the second Captain America where he's holding onto the building and oh, the yeah. helicopter's like that but a lot more wiry literally but I'm kind of I'm, I'm flexing as much as I can as I'm reaching yeah. out to the button uh, you have access physical access to this control panel now mm-hmm. I would like yeah. to attempt to open the hatch I sort of I, I will do a, a hand signal to suggest approach yeah. to the okay. helicopter yes you find inside a red button and a green button mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> it's a trick <laughs> I would like to press the green button you press the green button and the hatch begin. A uh, uh, rotating light slung under the fuselage near the hatch starts to rotate and the hatch begins to open. And you hear the uh, powerful pistons mm. uh, as it opens up and there is now a gap that the helicopter could fit into. Great. I, I beckon. Sorry, I peer in first to make sure there's not a load of uh, people waiting, standing There is nobody us. in the cargo hold currently. Okay, cool. I beckon for the helicopter to approach. Okay, I'm going to start piloting the helicopter into the hole. Uh, I believe this will be a slick roll. Fabulous. Fancy piloting. Yes. Piloting a helicopter into a airborne, fast-moving mm-hmm. cargo hole. Please don't chop me up on the way in. <laughs> and you get a plus three to slick. And plus three. Oh, Ooh. that's a 12, 13, 14, 15, one. Okay, so to get it in, I have to um, fly the helicopter upside down into the... <laughs> into the uh, underside of the ship and then do a full like 180 flip inside and it lands perfectly and everyone claps yeah. <laughs> yes 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 I'm a very good driver <laughs> um, because your flying is so fancy and so perfect you manage to like scoop Josh off the side of the plane <laughs> on the way in yep. uh, and so everybody is now safely inside uh, the rear cargo compartment of the Air Errol Welcome one and all, you're listening to Merely Roleplayers. I'm Matt Boothman, your compare for this production of Deja Vu, Act 3. While the players hold this tableau, how's about we take a quick look at the programme? Oh, this this just says cancelled. It's a strange moment we're all living through. I hope all of you out there are taking care and staying safe so we do all live through it. 
It's weird listening to podcasts I'm a few weeks behind on, hearing the hosts talk about live events they're excited for. It's weird staying in all day, seeing more and more messages about things shutting down for months or indefinitely, feeling like everything's stopped. And then on my brief ventures out for exercise or to the shops, it feels weird to see anything normal, like a shop that's open or a family in a car. The other week, I had the singularly weird experience of signing a petition asking the government to shut down the theatres, because they told audiences to stay home, but without an official order to close, the theatre's insurance wouldn't protect them. The other week I told you about Trouble at Sea, the upcoming Blackshaw Theatre show at the Wandsworth Arts Fringe. The Wandsworth Fringe has now been postponed, so Trouble at Sea won't be going ahead as planned in May. But they've said everything will be rescheduled as soon as possible, so watch out for updates on that. One thing you can count on not to change is merely roleplayers itself. I suppose this season was already weird enough that a global viral outbreak couldn't make it any weirder. Just by lucky timing, we'd already done all our recording sessions for Deja Vu before us players went into lockdown, so our stockpile of episodes won't run out anytime soon. We'll keep on sending out story episodes every other Tuesday and backstage episodes on the Tuesdays in between, to give you all a place to escape, to remind you that it is possible to navigate absolute and utter chaos, or even just to give you a way to mark the passage of time. Most theatre and arts venues are not this lucky. So if there's one in your area that you value and you can spare the funds right now, think about finding a way to help them stay afloat, whether that's a donation, advanced bookings, gift cards, memberships, or whatever it is they offer. They may be non-essential to survival right now, but we'll need these places to exist when we're all allowed out of the house again. Now, while I go call beginners for this next part, here's an intro to another of our fellow members of the UK and Ireland tabletop RPG podcasters community. Hey, listen. Do you know your D8s from your D12s? Do you know your modifiers from your bonuses? Do you know your destiny points from your story points? Do you have any idea what I'm talking about? Either way, you should check out What Am I Rolling? A twice-monthly RPG one-shot podcast. Catch up on previous episodes on the What Am I Rolling website, that's www.wairpodcast.com, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Remember, adventurers need not apply. That was outstanding. That was great work. That's why they call me Captain Dave. Teamwork. And with the helicopter and the smoke, and we're such a good team. We've done very well. I'd like to use my beep, boop, boop, boop now. And the free undetected Mm -hmm. magic question is Are our friends on board? And where are, well, where are they? Uh, Yes. You get into the the schematics and the, the communications and what have you of the vessel. The first thing you notice is that in the corner of the screen, in the the mirrored version of their system that you've now got up on your helicopter screen. In one corner, it says CRIT, which stands for Consensus Reality Integrity Task Force, which is what Errol told you he was a part of. But that word, that logo in the corner, keeps flickering and being replaced by a fluctuating, rotating geometric symbol. Oh, dears. But you do find out that 
you you have a full map of the interior of the aircraft and you can see that there is a brig in the heart of it and that that is where the people that you're here to rescue are being held uh you can also see you you can't see their movements uh with this you, without giving yourself away but you can tell that it is being patrolled and crewed, it seems, by uh, a crew of cyborgs. Oh. Uh, part organic, part robotic people. And you see that on the screen, we don't, they're not patrolling us. You can't see them physically you yet. See it, like no. through one of the camera systems. Yeah, you don't ha- have like pings of where they're patrolling, mm. um, but you see like cr- a crew roster or something along those lines, or like a. A rotation indicating that your friends are definitely prisoners aboard this vessel now. Yeah. Which you know they weren't when Errol left mm. them, but it seems to have been uh, well, co-opted. Errol, yeah, Errol's not the most senior member of staff, <laughs> so... Uh, and yeah, you can see that they are they are under guard. Okay, so we need to... Tool up. Extract them. And tool up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, always, right? Um, we see if there's an armoury or something close by. Or does your... Papephany, does your... Papephany! <laughs> <laughs> Does your helicopter have any guns on it? Yes. It has one of those special buttons where you press it and what looks like a normal bit of helicopter goes boo and it turns around nice. and it's loads of guns. Any disguises? Because uh, I mean, I'm in a sequence, uh, sequence <laughs> top and we're all a little bit... I've got a robot on. I think there's yeah. no disguises, but there's like um, a couple of jumpsuits mm. for like if you're going to jump out of the helicopter. Ah, so we can have a uniform. Well, two of us could. <laughs> Well, I've got to keep my captain's uniform on. So. Yeah, and I'm happy with what I'm wearing. <laughs> if anyone would like to see if there's anything of that nature useful in the cargo hold where you are, you can mm. roll for that. Of course, we are in a cargo hold. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go start exploring the cargo hold. I'm going to wander out of the um, mm-hmm. helicopter and just start having a look around for stuff that might help us. Okay, this is roll plus calculating for you. Okay. Uh, six. Uh, can I help him in your <laughs> search with my my jungly skills? I don't see why not. I can see an argument for either instinct or intellect here. I think this is probably more of an instinct yeah. role because mm-hmm. it's more of an exploration. Yeah, I'm not sure. thinking, I'm just trying to find mm-hmm. what I want. So. <laughs> uh, that is also a six. <sighs> okay, I think what this is, we'll work out exactly how this goes down, but I want Josh and Dave to get captured. Oh no! Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I didn't take a gun off the helicopter when I went looking, no. so I've got nothing to defend myself with. Yeah. That was silly. So maybe the two of you, because I, I don't want this to affect Ellie and Alex mm-hmm. so much, so maybe what if the two of you in your exploration go into, like, the, the next compartment, yeah. um, and it's one of those little vestibule things, and you run straight into a patrol. Mm-hmm. One member of the patrol... Is cyborg basically from like the chest down, um, robot from the chest down, but with organic arms, chest, head, with a kind of barrel chested, high and tight military haircut, armed with what looks like a beanbag gun. Oh no. Um, the other, uh, Dave, with the memories that you have settled in your head, you recognize very clearly as. Uh, old thorn in your side, Captain Malia Voidrunner, uh, mm. uh, who is cyborg sort of from the nose yeah. up. <laughs> yeah. It's a chrome dome and a kind of uh, Cylon type yeah. uh, vision yeah, slit. Robocop. Also armed uh, with a kind of blast pistol. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so as the two of you peer out of this vestibule, 
their weapons are levelled at you from either side of the doorway. It doesn't seem like they were coming this way to find you. It just seems like they were on a normal patrol Mm -hmm. and you hear from both of them, freeze! Uh, Put my hands up. I put my hands up. Yes, sir! I say instinctively. (laughs) And some part of you, Josh, recognises this face. Uh, This is somebody that once thought they had authority over you, but that you were actually... uh, you get a a sudden twinge of like, oh no, this mm. is a person I've betrayed in the past. Mm. And you can see uh, the patch on this guy's uniform says Barnhoff. <laughs> you have guns leveled at your heads and they twitch the barrels and say, uh, say to each other, ah, more prisoners, come with us. Okay. <laughs> yes, sir. Don't try any funny business. We wouldn't dare. I sort of lean a bit closer to him and then catch myself. <laughs> no. As you lean in, he looks you in the eye and he says, Do I know you? Not yet. <laughs> and I lean back away again. And you are marched off down the gangway. Oh boy. Do we see this? You don't see this, but they go off investigating the compartment and they don't come back. Mm. Thoughts on this are <laughs> that they've either got lost or injured or captured. I turn around, I'm wearing one of the all-in-one boiler suits and I've got like four guns strapped to me. <laughs> and I'm like, what's right? Hmm? Are Josh and Dave no longer here? And I think they've kind of got into a bit of trouble. They went off to look, didn't take any protection with them, like you currently have. Mm. And uh, I have a sneaking suspicion that they are... Yeah, in a spot of bother. Well, that checks out, doesn't it? It does, doesn't it? Have you got any, have you got any firearms left for, for me at all? Yeah, sure, just press the button behind you. Cool, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I select a handgun. Um, and from that selection that's appeared in mm. front of you, one of the things is a coiled leather-looking rope. And I have the tingle feeling. <laughs> and I'm going to try and roll to enter Town Called Amnesty. All right, give us the roll. I'm going to try the tower again. That's an eight. Minus one, it's a seven. Uh, so you manage to load it, it displaces <clears throat> yep. your spy persona. Fine. Me and Tilly are like, whoa. You get something, you can bring through something useful. What shall I bring through? <laughs> Some horses? I <laughs> 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 don't know how, how useful that's going to be on a ship, really. Maybe a satchel full of explosive vials. Oh, all the... Yeah, all the dynamite. Chemical stuff. But I think I've already got quite a lot of stuff (laughs) on me as that person anyway, which we get, don't we? I mean, horses would make a nice distraction. Just set a bunch of horses loose. Yeah! (laughs) Yeah, sure, I'm just going to bring loads of horses. Okay. (laughs) Amazing. Loads of. I've already got... Loads of horses. (laughs) I've already got loads of weapons on me, so... And this is a this is a big aircraft. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's now full of horses. <laughs> yeah, I did specify loads of horses. Yeah. So, Alex, you see reality warp around Ellie, and you see the effect ripple out from her, and you see everything around you kind of fraying and restitching. And when the effect passes, this cargo hold has become a corral, <laughs> and there are <laughs> there is a range. <laughs> of saddled horses tied up to various different bars and posts and bits of equipment. Okay. <laughs> was that... That was you, wasn't it? Yep. Cool. Okay. I feel most comfortable when I have a lot of horses at my disposal. Clearly. Would you like a lasso? 
Uh, I'm okay sans that because I don't think I'll be very good at okay. it. Okay, sure, sure, sure. But I, yeah, I'll, 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 I'll take some of the guns. I'll take probably like two handguns and just be like, should we find Yes. Yeah. All the guns that Ellie had in her boiler suit have turned into like flintlock kind of period. Nice. Yes, yeah, so you should take as many modern guns as you can, I give Tilly a handgun. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, lo- load up. So what, what weapons can I see, can I carry from the, the helicopter? I mean, what would be in a super spy helicopter? Um, at least one sniper rifle. Okay, so sniper rifle goes over my back. As many handguns as you like. I take a belt and take two handguns. <laughs> There's probably a couple of... Um, oh, what are the big ones that you shoot really far away and they make a really big explosion? Rocket launchers. Yeah, there's probably a few of those, but you probably, they're, not com- no. they're not comfy for carrying. No, no. Oh, there's load a grenade up horses. Launcher. There's a grenade launcher. Okay. Cool. So we load up the, ha- ha- the haunches? The haunches of the horses <laughs> with all the guns. So sniper rifles, handguns, times two, uh, and a grenade launcher. Yeah. And then you just carry the ones on your person that are comfortable. Yep. So two handguns. I should say in real life, I do not like guns, but we're gonna. This is this is fine. <laughs> this is Amnesty Ellie. Yes. <laughs> guns are dirty. Am- Amnesty Ellie loves all firepower. <laughs> Josh, Dave, hello. You are taken to separate cells in the brig. You see various closed cells. You do not see uh, the people that you're here to rescue. Uh, but you do see closed cell doors. Mm. Banhoff marches you, Josh, into a cell, shuts the door behind him, mm-hmm. shutting you both in. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> looks around, looks behind himself, looks through the window in the uh, in the cell door, puts his finger to his lips. <laughs> he sits down and he opens up a panel in his robot chest and flicks a couple of controls, and you hear all his robotic parts power down. And he's now sat, effectively, a torso on top of a load of inert metal. I don't think it can hear us now. I know you, Max Wiles. I'd know that face anywhere. I knew it too. <laughs> I th- now, don't think I've forgiven you for what you did. I remember what you did. But I think in this situation we're in, we can help each other. I seem to remember a sidecar, a motorbike. You shot me in the ribs, didn't you? You betrayed my trust, Wiles. I think that's fair compensation. I think so too. Our relationship always had a certain intensity. (laughs) So... I think we're going to need that intensity if we're going to get out of this, Wiles. I think we need Max Wiles. As you can see, I'm just a sequin-wearing, muscular, (laughs) bandana-wearing jungle explorer. (laughs) I know you've always been a man of many faces, Wiles. I fell for it once. I wasn't going to fall for it again. Also, why do you have the word Josh (laughs) written on your forehead? That was uh, David uh, a long time ago for reasons unknown. But anyway, perhaps it's time now we looked eye to eye in the form you recognise. And I close my eyes and I begin to shake. Uh, and I'd like to bring out Max Wiles, Josh. Yes, let's do it. From season four. I have a plus zero. Oh. That's a five total. Oh, that's a massive thing. You are now Max Wiles. 
Good to see you again, chap. How have you been? Oh, I've been fine, dear boy. Now I've got you right where I want you. And Chuck reaches to the side of his face and hooks a finger under his jaw and pulls and the latex mask comes off the face and underneath you see a face you hoped you'd never see again. Someone who hurt you very deeply in your past. No! (laughs) You see the face immaculately made up. The face of Lulu Bagoo. Her name was Lulu. She was a shogun. How did you get that giant feather in your hair underneath that mask? And she stands up to her full height, a head taller than you. She's like six foot six. She's got robot legs. Those parts of her body are still robotic and uh, the robotics awake and uh, compartments slide open and a robotic scorpion tail arcs over her head. Uh, Robotic slicing arms uh, come out from her sides and she says, You helped me once, Josh. Not by your own volition, but... You did me a great favour. Now you're going to do me another. And she looms, and we cut. Oh boy, the tension. <laughs> Loomy McLoom Loom. <laughs> Dave, mm-hmm. Void Runner, shoves you into a cell uh, and seems like she's just going to shut the door behind you without coming in with you. What do you do? I put my foot in the way of the door as she tries to close it. Your sturdy space boot mm-hmm. blocks the door, and she pulls her the barrel of her uh, handgun up to point at you and says, Move that foot. Margaret, come on now. <laughs> <laughs> don't pretend you don't know my name. I know you're smarter than you look. No, I, you know I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> now, I know you're just doing your job here, Melinda. <laughs> Linda Void <laughs> spinner. <laughs> the visor is just impassive. A little bead of red light moves from one side to the other, to the other, to the other. Mm-hmm. And the more I call you silly names, the more happy you get, right? Do you have an idea of what you're trying to do? <laughs> trying to annoy her into doing something silly? <laughs> uh, do you think this would be some sort of move from the specific move from the sheet, or do we just want to pick a stat and roll? Um, I reckon we just pick a stat and roll for this, unless we use my sex appeal. <laughs> I was going to say, aren't you yeah. really sexy? Yeah. Sexy, man. Seducer. I mean, I think that might have been you trying to seduce her. So. Yeah, you know, you what do you, you you're horrible to people until they like you, aren't yeah. you? So. Yeah, the neg approach. That's how you got Vicky, right? <laughs> so yeah, I'm going to try and make her remember that I'm so lovable that she's going to let me loose. Okay, all right. Roll plus slick. Mm-hmm. That's five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Woo, okay. Hey. Uh, she will do what you're asking of her. For mm-hmm. the price that you suggested. And I think the way the sex appeal move is supposed to work in that game is like you don't have to actually offer her anything other than that you will either be close to her or keep your distance, yes. depending on whether she's a Oh, I remember that. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I weird them out yes. to the point of them wanting me to leave them alone. <laughs> so I think that's what happens here, is that she is so put off by my advances that she kind of leaves without really locking and just tries to get out of the situation as quickly as possible. (laughs) 
the the visor is impassive, but you can see the the human uh, mm. part of her face. Uh, you can see micro expressions that she's wincing discomfort. <laughs> she tilts her head on one side and seems to be sort of twitching and says, "Don't try to leave here, or you'll be gunned down." He controls everything, and she leaves the brig entirely. Now I've got an open door. And did I hear Josh being next, like, kind of closed in you nearby? You saw which cell he was put in, yes. So I'm going to go and look through that window. So I'm creeping. Yeah. I, I assume these are the sort of cells that have got, like, little slits for you to look in to see what's happening, because otherwise there's, that's safety standards, right? Yep. So I'm going <laughs> to peer, peer, yeah. peer into his cell and see what's going on. Not good, mate. It's not good in here. <laughs> Uh, you can see vaguely in like glimpses through the restricted view of this uh, little slot, uh, a, a monstrous robotic form uh, looming over Josh, and it has a, like a, a metallic scorpion sting on a segmented tail mm-hmm. that it seems to be trying to like. There's a there's a little device on the end with lots of little tendrils, and it seems to be trying to clamp it onto some part of his head or neck. Easy, girl. Easy, Lily. Please, 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 Lily. Calm down. You've been listening to Merely Role Players. In this season, you'll hear Ellie Pitkin, Alex Pankhurst, Josh Yard and Dave, Chris Starkey, Chris Buxy and Chris, Helen Stratton, Ellen Gould, Natalie Winter and Strat, all playing various versions of themselves, along with special guest appearances by Ellie Pitkin as Nia and the Space Jam Continuum podcast's Chris McLennan as Candice. I'm Matt and I edited and produced the season, wrote and performed the theme music, and designed and ran the game we're playing. Like most of our games, this one's powered by the apocalypse. You can find more games in this genre at apocalypse-world.com pbta. If you enjoy Merely Roleplayers, let us know with a review or rating on Apple Podcasts, Podchaser, or wherever you do your listening. You can also find us on Twitter at Merely Roleplay, at facebook.com slash merelyroleplayers and at merelyroleplayers.com. Merely Roleplayers is an independent production in association with Blackshaw Theatre Company. Join us for more drama next episode. Mm-hmm.